Okay, every year people ask me what they should get their swimmer for Christmas, and I always tell them the same thing. Get a pair of drag socks made by Aquavolo. It's the perfect stocking stuffer for any swimmer. Honestly, there's no simpler training tool to build power in the water than a pair of drag socks. Go to aquavolo.com and use the code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout and save 10%. The offer's good only through November, so order now. Looking to host your first swim meet or replacing an old timing system? Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop using superior swim timing. You can use superior swim timing with your existing equipment, or they can provide you with a complete timing solution, including deck harnesses, buttons, and starter. SST is fully compatible with HiTech and Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. Go to superiorswimtiming.com to learn more and be sure to tell them I sent you. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. Destromachines.com. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. Okay, Anastasia Gorbanko, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Now, you just told me this is the first time you've ever done a podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, especially when it's in English. <laughs> <laughs> a little nervous. That's all right. Um, I understand. Listen, uh, I thank you for attempting this and trying it. Your English is great. I know that. But uh, obviously, it makes makes everybody a little nervous when it's their second language. Yeah, but... Okay. It's gonna be alright. <laughs> now, listen. Where are you right now? What What are you doing? So now I'm in Eindhoven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for the Lake Current swimming in the ISL, um, the International Swim League. Um, currently, we're training, like we're waiting for our second match in the semifinals, and yeah, we are here for uh, almost a month. So it's really cool. I um, I really love Netherlands. I like the weather and the people and even the cold. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, listen, congratulations on the last match. Um, you, you won the skins for the first time. Yeah, this was a really amazing experience for me. Like, I've never experienced something like this. So it was really fun. Uh, and breaststroke, too. I mean, it's not uh, the stroke that we would think is um, your number one stroke, but I mean, you ended up beating the current world record holder in Alia Atkinson and, and getting that skins win. 
Um, what's the mentality for you when you when you step up for that and you know it's not your number one event? So like my best time before was 29.6. I did in the World Cup in Berlin. So I knew I'm like I can get through the first like, um, you know, through the first uh, 50. Yeah. And then I'll be good because I know how to hold the speed. And usually I swim like a 400, 200. So I was like just coming to have fun, you know, because 50 is something that I'm not used to do. Right. Um, so I really enjoyed doing this. And I'm really glad that I scored so much point for my team. Now, um, you're really coming on in, in your own as, a, as an individual swimmer now. I mean, you're, you're starting to rack up some wins and some successes. Uh, this year alone, you've won a couple of European championships too. You won uh, long course 200 IM and also the, the short course 200 IM European championships. So. Yeah, um, it's really nice. Like coming from a small country like Israel, it's something that's not happening like a lot, you know? So it's nice being the first female the done it and i hope that like it shows kids from israel that they can do it too um and finally i'll be able like to prove myself on the big stages you know so it's something nice and fun to do um yeah it's like i'm just looking forward to what i can do more you know so tell me a little bit about your history how did you get into swimming um so i started in rhythmic gymnastics when i was four uh -huh. and I, w I was there like from four till ten so like for six years i was in rhythmic gymnastics i learned swimming at around six six years and a half and then like i i, I just learned and i stopped i came back when i was eight because i liked it and i was doing rhythmic gymnastics and swimming so like i didn't have time at all after school you know i was like always doing sports um and then there was a time that i needed to decide what should i go for like olympic gymnastics or swimming i couldn't do it both anymore because it took so much time each one of them and my parents saw that i was like much more enjoying the water and like it was more natural to me so we decided to keep going with swimming it was actually really hard i was like crying a lot about it because i had a lot of friends there and in rhythmic gymnastics that i was like really connected to but like now i'm really glad that i decided to keep up with swimming <laughs> yeah I mean, obviously obviously had some talent for it uh i there's a lot of kind of um well-known israeli male swimmers but obviously you know you're you're starting to put the the female swimming on the map the first time uh i believe uh that israel has had a female olympian in in the final is that correct yeah yeah and, and what was that the 100 backstroke you, you made the final in yeah, I made the final in the handle backstroke when I was like, just like, it was surprising to me. Because, um, you know, like my main event is at 2am. Yeah. And I missed it by 0 0.11. But like experiencing a final in my first Olympics, it's really like fun. And I'm really like, I didn't even know that we didn't have a, a female in the finals of the Olympics till like, I did it. <laughs> That's outstanding. Is there, is there a lot of, is there a difference in Israel in terms of the amount of 
women that swim and the, and the men is it is it the same or is it just more talent on the men's side what's the what's the situation i think just like women's yeah there's like more men's that keep going for the high performance like right. levels right um but i think more women's are coming now i don't know why and why there was like a big um, difference but i think now it's more like the same you know yeah well talk, talk to me about your coaches back home let's give them a little uh a little credibility here talk to that talk to me about them yeah so like my first coach in my club was uh, ludmila she is a russian coach mm-hmm. and yeah she coached me till i was like 15 16 and then i moved to wing it that it's like our main place to train right now for the team the national team and there is Eud Segal that he is still kind of my coach because now I'm working with David Marsh and Eud Segal too. It depends on where I, I am. Like if I'm in Israel, so I'm more like with Eud, but he still connected to Dave. Um, yeah, I've been through a lot of coaches, especially when I'm moving so much now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've got the team elite. Uh sweater on here now that's kind of where i met you uh, maybe maybe three years ago now i think we met you were young maybe like 15 or something uh um so how did you end up in america training with team elite and and david marsh so it was a new program from um, the israeli federation that they hired dave marsh as like the head coach of the team and we were going there for like training camps and then somehow naturally, like David Marsh became my coach, and I was going there more and more often to San Diego to train, like with Kathleen Baker and with all team elite, especially before the Olympics. Um, yeah, so it started when I was 15, my first time there, and then I was like, I think I was there at least 10, 10 times more. But when I met, I met you, I probably was like really shy and <laughs> I didn't yeah, very speak shy. that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're still shy, but um, like in the water, when I see you, when I see you train and when I see you compete, it's like you're a killer. Like you've got uh, a fire in you that kind of sits below the surface. Um, is that something that you notice in yourself is that you're, you're very calm and quiet outside the pool, but inside the pool, you're very competitive? Yeah, I really like um, co- competing. Like I really like, I'm a really competitive person, I think. Um, yeah in the water especially <laughs> and yeah i did notice about this about myself and i think my coaches like were telling me that they know that i know how to compete because like if i see someone i won't give up right away like i'll try my, as hard as i can you know yeah um yeah so this is something that i can say about myself coming over to the us it- 15 um was that your first experience in america coming over at 15. yeah it's, it was my first time coming mm-hmm. to the us and you know especially when you are not from the us i don't like come up so for us coming there it was like a dream come true you know because you see us in the movies and stuff so i was really excited about it and i like 
I love America. I enjoyed it, especially like the first couple of times when I was like, wow, about like how big is everything and like, I don't know, even like the roads, you know, it's so different than what I'm used to back home. But when I was 15 and like living my home for so long, especially when I'm so young, it was a little bit hard. And sometimes even my father would come with me to San Diego. Mm. Um, so this is like this helped me a lot but yeah I just I think I just used to being away from home and I love what I'm doing like I'm doing this for swimming so it's not as hard you know because I'm enjoying what I'm doing so what about the differences in in the types of training that you noticed immediately did you have to make some adjustments to the type of work they were doing was that difficult for you um I think at the beginning, the difficulty was the language because I didn't speak as much English because like, I could understand. Like we learned at school how to to read, to write, but not really how to talk. So it was um, really hard for me at the beginning. Then like the type of trainings. So because I've been through a lot of like coaching, um, different coaches already, even though I just 18. So like, I'm getting used to practices pretty fast, but I'd say you swim there like faster, more, you know, right. less, ju less just swimming. You just like, it's really qu about quality, quality, yeah. Yep. Then like quantity, right. I'd say. Right. right. Um, so what what are you aiming for then? I mean, you, you swim everything. Do you have, is there a record in Israel that you don't have? Like, do you have all the Israeli records? Um. <laughs> About the Israeli records, I don't, I don't do to fly, not yet. Not did you fly? Come on. No, and not like fifteen hundred and eight hundred and four hundred freestyle. Oh. But like I do a lot of like different events, you know, especially like two hundred, one hundred breaststroke, two hundred, four hundred AM stuff like this. But like in the freestyle, you know, Andy Moraz, she has the right. Israeli records in the freestyle side. Right. But yeah, it's fun to be able like to swim a lot of events. I think if I wouldn't do that much of events, I, I would get bored by swimming. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Andy, I mean, she's a great role model for you. She's somebody that's had a lot of success as well. Um, do you guys, I mean, she was on your team as well at the, at the LA Current there. So have you had, um, and even at Team Elite, she was a teammate of yours. So have you had time to kind of sit with her? Has she mentored you in any way? Yeah, of course she did. Like I had a lot of times when we were like roommates and like it's different because like I'm I was like seven, like she's 10 years older than me. So I have a lot stuff to learn from her if it's about like life outside of the pool or if it's about what she's doing in the pool and how like she treats herself after practices and like what she's doing to recover. Because especially when you're getting older, so like the recovery is more important and like as a kid you don't do it much so seeing this and like and un understanding what i can do to get better so it was really nice and other than this we're really really good friends so it's nice too because you know we've been traveling a lot together so like around the world so it's right. really cool and now she's studying um in tel aviv oh she like, is? yeah she's studying um to become a doctor, she's almost done. Oh, wow. So, like, doing this with swimming, 
it's really hard. So seeing her doing this and like improving in the pool and she's really good in school too. So it's something that I learned, like learn from her and see her as an idol for, you know? Right. Right. Now you obviously very fast 15, 16 and coming to America. Was there any ever talk of kind of maybe swimming in college doing, doing that thing? Oh, so, so like in Israel, we didn't really have the uh, culture of going to colleges, but I'd say most of the national team right now are everywhere in the US, like in different colleges. Mm -hmm. But when I was a kid and I, um, had my first offer from sponsors i uh, like i've been told it's they are not allowing to have like sponsors and stuff mm -hmm. but I, i've never had the dream of going to college um but as i, I become like older i would say if I'll, I'll have the chance i'll go if i'll have like the chance and they'll um do different roles for the ncaa Mm -hmm. I'll probably go to experience it, but for now, maybe like now they're allowing the sponsor, but I don't know how it goes with the ISL part. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's a problem. Maybe um, that you've swum professionally. I, th I still think the NCAA doesn't like that uh, too much. Yeah. So, um, you, you can accept prize money. I know that for sure. But the whole swimming in a professional league might might get you in trouble. Yeah. But have you had um, any college coaches reach out to you at all? Um. Yeah. And like, mostly in 2019. Uh huh. And 2020, like before, even like they knew I'm on ISL. Yeah. Um, I've got some like coaches like Indiana and others. But like nothing was really serious because I knew that I can't, can't go there, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe I'll, like maybe one day I'll go just to train for a pro team now, but and maybe study and I'll need to pay. But we'll see how how it goes because we have the army first in Israel. So. All right. Is that something that you have to do to do still? Yeah. Okay. When, when is that starting for you? Uh, I'm starting on the 29th of December. Oh, okay. So t tell, tell people about that. People that don't know about the army in Israel, what, what's the obligations? So in Israel, everyone has to do the army. And like even athletes, everyone. So me being an athlete, it's helping me. Like I have to do the boot camp for three weeks and then I'm not allowed to swim there. Mostly, I think. And then after this, I need to be like in the army for two years. And yeah, I just like, I need, it's different for athletes. It's not like I'm going to go to war and stuff. I'm going to do maybe office work and stuff like this. Um, and it depends on the commander I'm going to be under, you know. Um, but yeah, in Israel, everyone has to do the army, even like women, men, doesn't oh. matter. But well, it's like- no, No exceptions. No. Oh. Just if you have like really health problem, but mostly if you have the health problem, you want to volunteer. So like it's a culture that like everyone's doing the army in Israel and like we have to because then we won't have a country. Right. Um, do you have to live on a base? On a base? Um, like during me being in the army? Yeah. For the two years, like do you have to live in a certain place? 
So because I'm an athlete, I have like different uh, type of army. For three weeks, I'll be in like boost camp. So I'll be in a base. I'll right. like that's. I'll be waking up every morning really early, and they'll, you know, all my stuff. Like they'll teach me how to use a gun and stuff like this. And then um, for the next two years, like I won't be needing to live there because as an athlete, as, when you're like a high performance athlete, you can um, like what you need to do. It's four hours a day. Oh, okay. So you go there like like school almost. You know, it mm. depends on the. Um, like a part-time like, job. Yeah, but you are not getting paid as much. Oh, you do, you do actually make some money during this time? Um, yeah, so like around $250 per month. Okay. And like, but it depends if the, like it's um, a really like soldier that goes to war. So he's like getting maybe $800, you know, but it's not like people going there to make some money. No, no, no. It's more for the service of the country. Yeah. Now, once you finish the two years, um, is there for the rest of your life? Can they call you back anytime they want you now, or what's the situation after the two years? So it depends on you. You can sign something, but usually, the like they want me ask me to sign this because like I haven't been to wars and stuff. I'm not gonna be in this stuff. But let's say I have friends that they go into the real army and they can sign that like wherever there is a war or they need them, they can call them and they'll need to like leave their jobs or something mm -hmm. and go to the army. Like there is like there is a, a thing like this, but not not for like not for me, probably. Now the you said the three weeks boot camp is it like uh, the boot camps that we see on TV where they they scream at you in the morning and they they make you make your bed perfectly and things like this? Yeah, like <laughs> that's what I hear. When I like after this, I can tell more, but it's probably something like this: like you wake up at five thirty, you have like two minutes to be dressed, stuff like this. Uh, are you excited about this? Um, yes and no, cause like. It's gonna be a small bit like it's a like a break from swimming, but it's not a real break, you know. <laughs> yeah. But so does that mean you're you're not going to the uh, World Short Course Championship? No, I'm gonna go. So like a week out later, I'm gonna start with the army. Okay. Yeah. Well, nice. Very nice. So there's a possibility you could be uh, a world champion and then straight to the army. Okay. <laughs> there is now, always a possibility. <laughs> now listen um during those two years are you allowed to travel to let's say world championships european championships are you allowed to go to those so yeah um it depends on like the level of the athlete you are but yeah i have the permission that i'll be able to go abroad even on training camps too if i need there's just like 90 days that you can use every year but then oh. if you using more so it means you're um like I'm gonna serve in the army more than two years probably, because I'm gonna use more than ninety days oh, okay. every like year. So it can be like even three years, but then they can cut it. So it's every everything like it's about connections in the army. It can be you know, if, uh, you, if have you have some good connections. Not really, but I hope. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I have a friend. Um, 
who actually introduced me to American swimming. Uh, I was over in I was over in Paris and I saw a guy with this beautiful jacket on and we were at a swim meet at the World Cup in Paris in 1995. He had his beautiful thick coat on. I, I said, man, that's an amazing jacket. Where'd you get your jacket? He's like, this is my swim team in America. And he was an Israeli guy. His name is uh, Yoav Brock. You know Yoav? Yeah. Yeah, a very, a very good man. He introduced me to America and he brought me to uh, to Auburn. He's the one that recruited me. He's the one that uh, sold me on the culture, on the on the team, everything. He was the one. That was the man. I love that man to death. He's connected. He can he can help you um, with anything you need. I know that for sure. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll talk to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do you two years, but I mean I, that's good that you know you have to do you get ninety days. If you go over the ninety days, then it extends a little bit longer. I mean at least there's some some freedom in there to still be the athlete that you want to be in this period of time, obviously. Yeah. Cause like, you know, there is the thing, um, cause like I represent my country and then that's why I have these possibilities in the army. Cause like I'm doing something else for the, for my country, but let's do, if you're like, if, if you are not an athlete, so you can travel for, or like the time you are serving in the army. So, you know, there is like different um, serving style. Right. Now you're, um, oh, there's my dog in the back. <laughs> um, your parents aren't originally from Israel, right? They, they emigrated to Israel. Is that correct? Yeah. So my parents are from um, Ukraine, from Zaporozhia, the city. That's the same city as uh, Konstantin is from. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a small city. It's not like a big one. And they yeah, so them and my older sister came, like, did the Alia in 2000. Okay, yeah. and then, so you were born in Israel? Yeah, I was born in Israel. Okay, okay. But you and Constantina, you and Constantina are friends, and obviously he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. It's nice to yeah. be friends with the boss. You're from the same town, you've got something in common, that's good. Excellent. Yeah. What about the ISL? You having fun out there? You you enjoy this style of competition? Yeah, I really like the ISL, especially like I think last year, being able, because like the first year I was really young, I, I was like a little bit scared. So last year helped me a lot, especially when I was like surrounded by a really high performance athletes. And I was like, it really changed my mentality, like being from a small like young kid that I don't know what to do so it changed my mentality that like if I'm here I can be as good as them even better you know so it helped me a lot with my confidence for myself um especially for like before the Olympic like, it was in the Olympic year so it helped me a lot and yeah I just I like being surrounded by these people because now they're like they're my friends I have really good friends here um and when everything is gonna be done so I, i'm gonna really miss them yeah but yeah it's just like nice knowing uh, like i'm a really good friend of maddie wilson lena gasson you know like they came to israel to train with me i invited mm -hmm. them and it was like really really fun and it's i think without isl like it's a really nice format to be able like to know more international athletes that you're competing against it's really something special. 
Now you swim, obviously a wide range of events. Who is the toughest person for you to compete against? <laughs> I'd say, um, well, like when Katinka was swimming, I was really afraid of her for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Afraid of her, yeah? Yeah. I'd say like, I was like, um, cause then like, she's my idol. She's swimming the events that I've been swimming and she's right. swim, like, she has all the world records in them and she, she's a really fast swimmer, you know? <laughs> so I was like a, a kind of afraid of her, but then like in the ISL when I knew, I, like, I saw how I be, I can swim. So I was like, why can't I do the same stuff, you know? And then like first time, yeah, I, like I beat her in the Europeans in long course. So it was like, I was really surprised by it because it like it's one step forward with me, with my mentality. Because the thing is that for me, the hardest stuff is more like mental than physical, you know? Um, that's interesting. Why, yeah. why would you say that? I mean, obviously, you're very physically gifted. There's no doubt. If anybody sees you swim, you've got beautiful strokes. I mean, you you hold the water. You, you're, you've got speed. You've got crazy endurance. You can close a race. I mean, physically, you do have all the gifts. There's no doubt. So so what's the, what do you think mentally is that where, – where's your growth? Um, when I stop being afraid of like – you know, afraid of winning or afraid of going fast or afraid of opening the first hundred faster than like whoever is next to me. Um, I think this my growth was like last year in the ISL when I I was like, yeah, I'm doing my own race. I don't need to look at, any, at anyone. I'm just like swimming as I can and as fast as I can. And hopefully <laughs> I'll, like, I'll be able to make like a good time and a like a good position, you know? Wow. So, yeah, there's a famous quote that kind of uh, reminded me of is like our, our deepest fear is kind of like how, how good we can be, you know, kind of thing. Like it's almost like we're afraid of ourselves in terms of our own potential. And, and it seems like you're just coming to terms with your own abilities and your own talents and starting to realize and, and, and be accepting of how good you could possibly be, right? Yeah, so, yeah, this is, like, this is the hardest part for me, like, being accepting and, like, knowing. Because, like, physically I know what I can do, but, like, mentally it's it's a growth that you need to be, like, you need to go through, you know, because um, it's not as easy as it looks. I think mostly when I was, like, 15, 16, they were, like, oh, it's, as like, so easy to be the young girl and, like, beating the older woman here and, you know. Um, like there is no feel and then like as older as I get there is more I don't know there is more feel I don't know how to like explain but I was just trying to like just I know what I'm capable of and just like getting this confidence it's a big step for me and the confidence I, I'm gaining is mostly of from the ISL yeah, probably being around teammates like Maddie Wilson and people, you know, people that are your teammates who kind of feed you that energy and give you that confidence. Uh, I mean, you're you're been on a couple of uh, years now of teams with uh, Beryl Gastadello and seeing the way Beryl competed and things like that. So just people around you and your own team giving you that confidence to be as 
good as you could possibly be. And now it's kind of like it, it feels like you're coming into your own where people are starting to talk about you more because you're having that success now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, at the first two years, maybe I wasn't, I was like, I, I wasn't feeling as I deserve a place in the team. And I think this year I, I really like, I feel like I'm in the right place. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm sure that uh, Olympic experience was something that was helpful for you for maybe the next Olympics too, like making the final and being in that, going through that process, being in the room with the top eight girls in the world and then having to walk out for the final. I mean, I understand there wasn't a bigger crowd as maybe there's going to be in Paris, but it's probably set you up to feel like I belong here. I can I, I can be in this final and I can compete. Um, are you looking forward to Paris? Yeah. Um, I think there is a lot of competition first. Like I'm really looking forward to worlds now in short courts and long courts, but right. yeah, I'm waiting to, to see what I can do in Paris. Um, hopefully more than I did in Tokyo. And yeah, I think it just, it's a, a really different competition like the Olympics. I I didn't feel like it's too diff like as different like it's not it wasn't as different from world championship you know right yeah just there is a bunch of Olympic rings everywhere and more people are watching this this was like more more people started to know my name in Israel from it mm -hmm. and yeah this was the only thing like I got asked like. Okay, now we are. You are like you see, um, Sarah Schoestrom, like a bunch of like really like Caleb Dressel, like you know, a bunch of really high, really good, like the best athletes in the world, and you're competing in the same pool as them. But I, then I was like, yeah, it's the same as like worlds and Europeans, you know, it's just a competition that happening every four years. That's what is the most special thing about it, and it's like being your at your best, like at this time. And if you can't, so you have another four years to wait. Like, so this is the hard thing about it. Yeah. Well, thankfully it's three years this time, which is good for you. You'll be in your prime. Like, where uh, were you allowed to get an Olympic tattoo, or that's not something that interests you? Oh yeah, I got one on my leg. Oh, you did. Life. Yeah. Nice. Congrats. A small one though. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, David uh, Marsh tells me something about you. You've picked up a hobby, and uh, apparently you're really good at surfing now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I learned how to surf in San Diego, and I, I, I'd say I'm pretty average. I know how to stand <laughs> on the board, I like and stuff like this. But there is a lot of place to improve still. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that you think you want to get better at. Is, is do you enjoy doing that often? Yeah, I really enjoy. It. Like I really, I find it really fun. But in Israel, we don't have as much as waves in San Diego, you know. San Diego, I think it's one of the best places to surf in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful place, gorgeous. Um, and the other thing he tells me is that you have a have some cats. You're a cat person, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a cat person, I'd say. <laughs> who who, who have... are your cats? Tell me about them. <laughs> so I have one really old. Yeah. <laughs> we have seven cats, right? not right now at home. Seven? Yeah, because one of them got like gave birth uh, in September okay. to four small kittens. Oh. So we have a British one, a Scottish that we got right before like COVID started in the first um, quarantine time. 
And then, yeah, so she got pregnant and then now we have four small kittens and one, another one, like a ginger one we got from the, um, like from, um, you know, from outside. Oh, the ginger one. That's definitely Scottish. Oh, and I have a dog too. Oh, you have a dog? What kind? Um, Pitbull. Oh, wow. So you got the Pitbull and the seven cats. Oh, wow. So the Pitbull is kind of like, acts like a, a cat now because of this. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean? How? Because like, he, she walks really, really like, like a cat or like she tries to play with them. She tries to be their mother, like of uh. the kittens. And the mother, the real mother doesn't like it. So they fight sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, I have four small kittens at home and I really miss them. That's amazing. Oh well. Uh, so when do you when do you get to go home next? Um, hopefully, if we we'll make the final on the fifth of December. December, yeah. So yeah, right. yeah. If what we want, so it's on twenty seven. But yeah, so there is some times for us to spend here. So are you guys competing? What? Uh, who's your next competition? Who's in the, in the list? Um, I think Cali, Iron, London, and we are. Okay. Is that tomorrow? Um, no, the day after. Okay. Because like today and tomorrow, there is another meet of the other teams. All right. So it, it's it's a tough competition um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's tough because we are like always with Toronto, uh, always with London. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's hard. But now, I also heard there's some situation where there's a kind of an outbreak maybe of COVID in the Netherlands. And so they've restricted some of the competition now. Um, yeah. So like on our team, there is one girl that she's positive. The one like that's with me, the medley, the, uh, you know, Sarah Franceschi, uh -huh. the Italian girl. Yeah. And then there is like an energy couple positive cases too. And outside of this ISL bubble, I think the COVID here is pretty bad. So they close everything at six in the evening and the restaurants at seven. So there is not much to do in the evenings here, oh, wow. but it's still open like till six. So it's fine. Does everybody get a room to themselves? Yeah, this is really oh. nice. We wow. got, I think, yeah, it's really, it's really, cause being in a room with someone for almost a month, sometimes mm. it's hard, so. Yeah, yeah, it's better to have your own room. Now, have you had COVID yet? No, I hope I won't have it. No, I haven't either, but um, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to. I thought I had it a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't. I just had the flu, but oh. um, yeah, I guess I guess if there's kind of an outbreak in, in amongst the team, it's like a little scary too, just kind of stay away from people. Yeah, I just, I'm vaccinated three times, you know, in the... Oh. Israel, they're really strict about the vaccination stuff. And yeah, after like Mari getting COVID in Naples and I was really mm. close to her and I didn't get it. So I think I'm somehow like immune. I, yeah. <laughs> That's good. You've picked, you've got your immunity up. That's good. <laughs> well, they need you. They need you to stay healthy and keep swimming. They definitely make the final here. So. Um, yeah, because we have a lot of like people are missing right now, but hopefully they'll come back. Yeah. Well, listen, congrats on your first uh, podcasts and the first one in English, too. You did outstanding. We, we got to know you a little bit more.
uh, <laughs> taking up a lot of your time. I know you've got practice coming up here in a minute. So um, thanks for joining us, Anastasia. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Yeah. Good luck in the future. I mean, you're a, you're going to be someone that everybody needs to watch in the future. I mean, you're just so, so good at everything. Um, last question. What's your favorite event? 200 breaststroke. 200 breaststroke. Oh, I'm certain you're going to say I am, but the breaststroke, hey? you, you see yourself as a breaststroker. Um, I think, it depends on the period of time. But yeah, I think I, I'm mostly like now my first stroke is breaststroke, I think. And yeah, oh. I just enjoy 200 breaststroke because it comes really kind of naturally to me because my breaststroke stroke is pretty long, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so I enjoy the long walls and it's a really chill event. So I like it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to talk to Coach Marsh after this and tell him that you you want to swim the 200 butterfly. So uh, good luck in that. <laughs> uh, all right. I think I should try, though. Yeah, but you should not, try. Not in the ISL, you know, because then everyone is going to see. It's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be all right. No, listen, uh, good luck with everything, okay? Thanks for doing this. Thank you so much. All Thanks. Right, take care. Event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. It's called Swim Nerd Live and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. There are so many things you can do with this software. A very simple and easy to use necessity for any team or facility that is live streaming their meets results. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more.